Can we rock? What's, What's up, Doc? Can we rock? What's, What's up, Doc? I'm the Hooper, the Hyper, protected by a Viper. When I rock the hoop, yo, you'd better decipher. In other words, you'd better make a funky decision. Because I'ma be a shack knife and cut you with precision. Forget Tony Danza, I'm the boss. When it comes to money, I'm like Dick the Boss. Who's the first pick me? Word is born in. Not a Christian Leitner, not Alonzo Mourning. That's okay, not being braggadocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Peace, I gotta go. I ain't no joke. Now I slam it, jam it, and make sure it's broke. Can we rock? What's, What's up, up Doc? Can we rock? What's, What's up, up Doc? Oh, here goes. And welcome to the 31st episode of Throwback Hoops. Please watch our video show on the Throwback Hoops video channel. And if you want to listen to the podcast, wherever you, you tune in, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon, we're available everywhere. You would have just heard me drop Shaquille O'Neal's verse from Foosh Nickens' 1994 record, What's Up Doc? And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's up, Doc? You like that? I do. A bit of, uh, bit of involvement with me and the, the guest today. I like to see it, mate. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, very we... good. Yeah, I certainly remember that song well. That was a, a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, and when we did our big big rap uh, episode with Pravs, man, I forgot to mention Foosh Nickens as, mm. as one of the groups that I really, really uh, appreciated back then, man. Yeah, they were definitely someone you liked a lot more than me back then, for sure. Yeah, and, and Robbie, just got to give a quick shout out to our man, JJ, you know, Jacob Jacomas, you know? Definitely. you know. I was messaging the, the coach of the Illawarra Hawks today and letting him know sort of how proud we are and that. So, yeah, it's great news, isn't it, for sure? Right, right, Robbie. That's, that's good of you to, to do that, my man. So we have, we have a very special guest today, you know. Uh, we, we got him to collaborate at the start on my rap, which was awesome. Um, he's a budding young journalist. You can hear him on the NBL News podcast. He's also the creator of the Sporting Ground website. Let me tell you, Coach Scott Morrison... Of the Perth Wildcats knows exactly who this young man is. Jackson McDonald is in the house. What's up, J Mac? I am very good. I still don't know if he actually knows who I am, but I- I'm I'm very excited to be on this podcast. I've done a couple now, but I've been listening to this podcast for quite a while, so I'm very happy to be on. I bet you none of the other podcasts you were involved in got you involved in a rap, rap intro, did no, they? Nothing like this. All no. right, all right, all right, man. First it's great time. to have you. Great yeah. to have you. Thanks for making the time, Jackson. So, you know when you come on Throwback Hoops, man, there's one thing you got to do. you got to showcase a jersey. And just looking there, you got a few, man, a few hanging yeah. in the background. So, why don't you tell us a little story about what you got going on today. Yeah. So, I've got a couple. So, I had to rep Nick Tan's Perth Bandits over there. And then I got a Damien Martin jersey from his 2016 Grand Final MVP season. And I'm wearing a, another Damien Martin jersey, this time from his final year playing. But the one I want Beautiful. to showcase is actually the first jersey that I've, you know, ever got. And it's a Cam Tuvi um, jersey from, I want to say, 2012 when Perth moved to RAC. And it has all these signatures because, um, so, at the church I used to go to, they used to run this um, youth group event. And they'd yep. get the Perth Wildcats down to run this um, training camp, whatever you want to call it, at night. And, um, like, James Ennis, Damien Martin, I want to say Prather did one, Greg Heyer, all these guys came down. And just over the years and me going to a lot of games, I've got a bunch of signatures. So, Drake UU, Damien Martin, Prather's on that one back there. But, yeah, I've just got really fond memories of those times and it shows through this. Hey, Jackson, hold on to that even when you get old and old and, well, I wouldn't say grey, but when you get old like me, because I've still got my very first ever, which was a Ricky Grace jersey from probably I was 14 at the time or something when I got it. It's still very special to me, so definitely hold on to that one, mate. Yeah, and I will. You know, we have enough Perth fans on this show, right, man? <laughs> get another one coming on here, man? Yeah. That's right, man. At least, no, at least numbers. At least we can get into it later because we're going to talk about the finals that my team's I'm involved in. I'm a friendly or not. Perth fan. I don't buy. <laughs> yeah, good, I good. Do. He <laughs> does, man. He does. Nah, thanks, Jackson. Great for me. Uh, great of you to make that effort, man, and tell us the stories about um, your jersey and 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 uh, all your setup. There looks fantastic. Uh, all right, Robbie, man. Over to you, brother. All right, mate. I don't have any wraps. I don't have any old school Wildcats jerseys, but. What I thought I'd do today, I thought I'd do the double jersey thing um, of one of my all-time favourite Atlanta Hawks. Now, I think when we named our favourites earlier in the year, he was like 
I'm going to say third for me, I think, after after Dominic and Josh Schmidt. So absolutely love JT, affectionately also known as the Jet. So look, the one I'm sort of hanging up today is an old school Reebok one, the Reebok Hawks away jersey there. Um, Realised when I was looking through trying to pick these jerseys last night, Woods, nine Jason Terry jerseys I had. So um, including a Brooklyn one, a Boston one, and a Dallas one. But I wasn't going to rep any of them tonight. So it's all about the Hawks. So... I'll just quickly Word. stand up and show you this one. Pretty cool color combo on this one, but I'll just stand up and show you this one and um, I'll talk a bit about him. For sure, Robbie. So for all the audience that are listening and can't see, Robbie's wearing the old school Atlanta green Jason the Jet Terry jersey. Now, very rare, the, the, the green Atlanta Hawks jerseys. Where'd you get that jersey from, Robbie? I've had that one a long time, actually. It was definitely somewhere like on from eBay in America back before the you know GST and all the this crazy Australian US dollar thing happened. So yeah, I've had this one... Oh, probably close on 15 years, I'd say. But yeah, I knew it was one you hadn't seen as well, Woods. It's, um, I don't t- tend to wear my Reebok ones a whole lot. I've got to say, they're not my, probably my favourite brand. But um, this particular one, it's a Hawks throwback from 1970 to 71. So, you know, one of those ones where they kind of have the tag at the bottom. So, look, just a little bit about the Jet there, boys. Um, 19 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Atlanta at pick 10 in the 99 draft out of Arizona. Um, Woods, he was actually part of an early draft day trade that saw Mookie Blaylock get traded to Golden State. And um, we basically got Dwayne Farrell and the draft pick that ended up being Jason Terry back. So pretty interesting one there. Um, yeah, as I said, he's known as the Jet. He played for the Hawks for five seasons before a really, really successful eight-year stint with Dallas. Yep. Um, then he ended his career with stints at Boston, Brooklyn, Houston, and Milwaukee. Funny, I barely remember him playing for Houston, but he was there a couple of years. Um Look, of course, he won that NBA championship in 2011 um, with the Mavs. He had a lot of big games in that series. He um, did. Also won six man of the year in 2009. He was also an NCAA champ with Arizona in 97. We've talked about that team a little bit before, I know, with Liam and a couple of other people. So they defeated Tucky in overtime, and that Arizona team had guys Mike like, Bibby as well, right? Yeah, Mike yeah. Bibby, Miles Simon, Michael Dickerson, and former NBL player Bennett Davidson. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love the way the Jet went. He's on a lot of those lists of one of the best players to not, you know, make an all-star, all-star game, game as well. So I get yeah, it. 19 yeah. seasons. I think he had, um, don't quote me on that, I think he might have had four seasons where he averaged 19 points something. So he never averaged over 20, but four seasons where he's averaging 19 plus, which is pretty impressive. Um, so in terms of uh, Terry, he was an assistant coach at his alma mater, Arizona. He's now the head coach of the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. So that's a little bit about Jason Terry. Now, Woods, you know I've got a Jason Terry. Yeah, I, was just about to, I was just about to ask you, man. Of course you, I do. Of course, course you do, homie. Of so course you do. a nice uh, jet one there. We're in that same jersey that's hanging up in the background. This is one of those nice sort of fancy bobbles yeah, with the Hawks logo on the court. He's looking pretty happy. I'll... Yeah, Jet on that one there. Pretty lifelike, I've got to say. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Looks pretty like him. So, yeah, that's my little um, tribute to Jason Terry. I've got to say, I've been wanting to do that for a while. And apologies to Jet that it took 31 episodes for someone I like so much, but we made it, oh. Hey, man, we hit up Mikhail McIntosh and, uh, you know, Josh Majet today on Twitter, and they liked the, that we wore their jerseys, right? They were the first two people to even like that post when they, I think. That was pretty nice to see, uh, wasn't it? All right, yeah. so we'll hit up Jet and see if he, if he, if he responds to it during Sounds the week, good. all right? Yeah. And what about you there, Woods? I think I can tell that's a King's jersey. Why don't you show everyone what you're wearing today? For sure. With a big game tomorrow, I thought it only fitting I wear this one. So why don't you take everyone through it? Yeah. So Woods is standing up wearing a um, Xavier Cooks King's jersey. They've had so many different styles of jerseys this year, the Kings, so it's a bit hard to keep up, so probably a few teams have. But, yeah, you know that's a Kings guy that I really like there, Woods. Um, I'm actually hoping he's only got a handful of NBL games left, to be honest, because I think he's he could definitely play a role on an NBA team there. So, yeah, I don't know, what do you got to say? I know you like uh, this guy. You got a photo with him a few years ago. Right? I do, man. He's he's a lovely guy. I remember his dad as well, you know, with coaching the Illawarra Hawks and his brother Dom Cooks as well at a, at a sip of coffee in the, in the NBL. But, I mean... Xavier Cooks has just been instrumental in the success of, of our team this year, you know. Um, and you talk about that Sean Marion type player, you know, um, the, the, the NBL Sean Marion, the matrix of the NBL. This guy is a Swiss army knife, man. He does a little bit of everything. He's hitting that open shot now. And, uh, you know, having guys like, uh, uh, you know, Jalen Adams as his teammate hasn't hurt his stock rising this year. Uh, and, yeah, I just think that he's going to have a big impact to play in this final series coming up. Jackson, what do you thought about uh, uh, what the X-Man has done this year for, for my Kings? Well, he's finally hitting a jump shot, which is great to see. Like, he has all the tools now to make that leap to the NBA. And what he... Because last year, Kings had Jordan Hunter the entire year. And Cooks was out injured for, I want to yep. say, good uh, three quarters of it. 
so he never actually got to play that much minutes. And with Hunter out this year, he's coming to his own at that four spot, yep. and he goes up to the five, sometimes comes down to the three, and that's really helped him out. And, um, yeah, he's a great rim protector. Even if he's not blocking shots, he's diverting shots. He's making people drive out or pass it out to somebody else and just continue that defensive pressure. And that's what's made him a really good player. And um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in an, in an NBL jersey next year. Yeah, as, as Robbie said. And, uh, Robbie, a bit unlucky not to make that... All NBL first team, wouldn't you say? Yeah, there's been a few people talking about that this year. Look, it probably came down to him and Vic Law. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to really play the homer card. I think it was probably pretty equal there. I mean, yeah, I don't really have any issues with Law getting in there, to be honest. He was third in the league in scoring and was pretty amazing when he was actually healthy. But I would have had no problems with, with X-Man making it as well. So, yeah, sure. I reckon that was a pretty pretty close call for him there. I like it. I like it. Thanks, guys, and thanks for your jerseys today. Um, how about we just move into a bit of Q and A now with you, Jackson? You ready to chop it up with the Woodman and, and Robbie, or what? I am more than happy to. Let's get all right. into this. All right, all right, let's do it, man. So, you live in Melbourne, right, man? Yes. All right, but you originally came from Perth, as everyone knows now, right? Yes. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're studying and how that move to Melbourne came about? Yeah. So, I'm studying sports journalism at La Trobe, and um, La Trobe University in Melbourne is like where a whole bunch of people that are in this in- industry go to. So, like, a bunch of people that work in the NBL went there. So, I think the head media manager went there, and my mentor, Ben Waterworth, went there, and he's been very instrumental in me. He does a WNBL commentary, and he's the head AFL media media guy at um Fox Sports here in Melbourne. So, he went there, and he's basically the reason why I chose to go to La Trobe and um, the reason why I moved to Melbourne, so back in 2015, 2016, um, so my parents are ministers in the Salvation Army, so they get moved around a fair bit. Sure. And, um, yeah, so we got moved to Melbourne on a, um, whatever you want, we just got moved to Melbourne. And um, I've been here for seven years now. So January 2016, I want to say is when we moved here, and I've been here through um, years 7 to 12, and now first year of university, and I think Melbourne is a spot I want to be for my career path going forward, so yeah, I've just, even though it sucks being away from family and I haven't seen him for, you know, two years because of Mark, and thanks a lot, mate, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Melbourne's a place to be for where I want to end up. Jackson, that's terrific that, you know, you're, you've got a vision and a direction that you're heading in life. So for all the audience, let them know, how old are you at the moment? So I'm 18. So I turn 19 in September, late September. So I'm eight. I'm like really young. Like the I... one thing which I get from a lot of people when I tell them my age is just shock because they usually think, oh, maybe he's, you know, late university or he just got out of university a couple of years later. But like... I just got out of high school, so when I told um, Joseph Core po- NBL Pocket Pod, go listen to that, please. Um, he was he was kind of in shock, but he kind of wasn't, and you know, like he was expecting me to be. He told me I was expecting you to be like twenty four, but yeah, I've I've just got at this early, and I've been kicking at it for a while, and yeah, I've just been really enjoying what I'm doing. So. Hey, Woody, you know what's funny there? So Jackson's less than half of your age, and he's still seeing his team win more championships than you have, bro. <laughs> you were waiting you like for that, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought about that shit all week, Jackson, to come up with that, man. You know, right? All <laughs> week. You know? Yeah, 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 whatever. All right, you'll, yeah. You'll add another one We've soon, been very right. fortunate in Perth, so. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We'll, we'll get into the NBL talk a little bit later. Don't worry yeah. about that, all right? Okay, so that's a good segue. What, is the, what I was about to say is we've spoken offline, and I've, I've said the same thing, you know? You're well beyond your years, right? Um, and um, it, it comes across in, in the way you pre- present yourself and speak. So um, that's that's kudos to you and kudos to the way you're raised by your, your parents as well. So, um, and, and you mentioned to me in Perth that it was your parents that took you to Wildcats game. And yeah. that's where your, your, your passion for uh, the game developed initially. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, because I think Robbie has the same thing. You know, early on in life, his parents took him to the game. So do I. So we'd like to hear that from you as well. Yeah. yeah? So 
if you want to know the main reason why I, why I support Perth, why I support any sporting team, it's my dad. Like, he's been... If, if you see me and how mad I'm with sports, you should see him. But, like, so... Mum and Dad went to Wildcats games at the old entertainment centre in the 90s and, like, they fell off in the early 2000s, but when they heard that Perth moving to the arena, like, I want to say eight or nine-year-old me and my sister, we, we got memberships and we went the first year and we just fell in love with it. And, like, when we moved, it was probably... I wouldn't say tough, but it'd be like a thing which we miss about doing as a family, going to Wildcats games every week or so. Like, it was just really, really good fun. Except for that time, Josh, like, one of the last games I went to was the Josh Children's. Yeah, all right, all right. You can actually, if you (laughs) rewind it, there's a camera angle in which you can see me and my family. I should try and find, like, clip it up. But, like, there's a very young me in it but yeah I've just my parents are so instrumental in what I do like even though I'm pursuing a like a not real job or whatever you want to call it like they're still very very supportive of me and I can't thank them enough for doing that yeah and I mean what you are pursuing is a real job man to to focus on journalism and and sports media that's something very uh, lucrative if you can do well at it and and the Mm. fact that at a young age you're uh, putting your heart and soul into it and you're committed to the cause, that's mad respect, right, Robbie? Absolutely. Uh, credit to you, mate. All right. So, Jackson, we we know that you feature on the NBL News podcast and also have your own website, you know. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your different initiatives you've got going on in your life at the moment? Um, and obviously, we've spoken about it, but your aspirations to build a career out of this, right? As yeah. you just alluded to, right? Yeah. So, I can't, so, I've been writing on my website on and off for the past couple of years, it's kind of just been a, what would you say, like just a Kickstarter type of thing. Like it wasn't really meant for anything big, but it's just there and I can write on it. And um, then I went to the Inner Sanctum for a bit, which is a sports writing website, and I got a bit of traction on that. And then Evan, who runs NBL News, like he reached out to me and Aiden, who I've been friends with for quite some time, reached out to me and said, hey, we're looking to add a third member to the podcast, and I was all for it. So I joined up with them, and the funny thing is about Evan, right, is that I knew him from high school, but I had no clue that he was the guy running the ship at NBL News. Like, I had no clue that he was the one doing all the accounts. So he was in the year above me. I knew who he was. I had friends that, that I hang out with that he was very close with, and... I just had no clue, but then as soon as I found out, we bonded like that, and it was just great. We we all have great chemistry, three of us, and I think that's very evident in our podcast, and I've really enjoyed doing that type of stuff. Awesome, awesome. Very good. Well, Jackson, yeah, I've got a question for you there, man. So, um, look, I don't think you've been asked a question about the, the press conference with uh, Scott Morrison <laughs> for at least two hours, probably. So, yeah. Um, look, I was obviously, you know, like, probably like everyone following that with interest. I mean, you could see Morris in that whole interview sitting there, arms folded, looked like, you know, fire coming out of his ears sort of thing. <clears throat> Did you have any idea when you sort of asked what was, I think the whole of the country will you know, agree it was a pretty legit question. Did you have any mm. idea that he might have even reacted that way at all? Or? Well, at the time, no, because it was around 12.30 over here. Mm. Yep. But, um, but that was just my mind being off. But I knew... But that, like, especially after losing to Tassie by two points, I think mm-hmm. it was, in, a, in like, a close game in which they should have won, and it, I mean, look at now, it kind of affected their entire season. Definitely. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is, and I, I knew that he was angry at the loss, but I had no clue that he'd blast out like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, look, my my mentality when it comes to that stuff is if you're not going to ask it somebody else will so you might as well get in first and ask it i was going to say on that jackson do you think he might have reacted differently if it was like you know a a really well-known established older type journalist there do you think he may have been different in fact you know sort of pick on the young guy sort of thing or you think he might have given treatment to anyone well um i don't think it'd be that case but i think it would be a whole lot different if 
I'm there in person and he sees mm. who I am and how old I am. Yeah. Rather than because we don't have our cameras on in the Zoom when we go into the press conference. We don't like they half the time they don't know who we are. Like yeah. um Craig O'Donoghue, um, who writes for the West Australian mm-hmm. like um too. Yeah, so I emailed him one time. This is prior to the whole Morrison incident and he responded and he was saying, I was talking to Wildcats media guy about you the other day. Like half the time we have no clue who these guys are that jump into the Zoom, jump into the Zoom and ask questions. And like you've been probably one of the only ones that have actually like done some research on them and done all this stuff. And like, yeah, I've just, this whole Morrison thing is kind of, I don't want to say put me on the map, but it's kind of put my name out there in like, I would like I I think I wouldn't be on this podcast but if it wasn't for that I mean I would say otherwise maybe but I've done all this stuff in the past couple of weeks and it's mainly been because people now know who I am and from yeah, that instant You took the words out of my mouth J Mac so I was going to say like if the world didn't know who Jackson McDonald oh, was yeah. before that they they do now right and and who, for whatever reasons you know things it's a cliche but things happen for a reason right yeah. you know it, Sure, you know, he, he did blow up at you, but as a result of that, you know, it's, it's um, increased your profile. And as a budding young journalist, as we discussed earlier, that's trying to make it in this industry, it's given you a foot in the door and given you opportunities which will give you exposure, which is going to uh, no doubt help you in your career. So when you, I have no doubt that you are going to be successful and make it. When you look back on your career, you're going to remember that moment fondly, I would say, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it doesn't look that bad now that it was only a 100k fine when you take into um, context all the other fines that have just happened. Yeah, like yeah. the um, Buford. I, I know it's a completely different incident, yeah. but like the Buford fine. Like it's I see the Wildcats have more. edited that press conference as well yeah. on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah there's so, no trace of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, the main thing I remember coming out of that press conference, were, I mean, I was in shock, but the main thing was is that. I always know that the NBL posts the press conferences like almost immediately after they're released. And it took them, I want to say, half an hour to 45 minutes to release that one because I had to bleep it out. And then I looked at the Wildcats one, which they put up on their YouTube channel, and they just removed the entire question. And, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They're in damage control and, you know, they're, they're just doing what they're paid to do. Yeah, so. Sure. Like, I, th- I think his media training course starts next week anyway, so that's all good. I know I had a bit of a rant about that last week, yeah. which you heard there, Jackson. But look, I, I'm, I'm being totally sort of serious with that. I mean, you know, obviously we're talking separate things, what the guy's coaching ability is like and how he sort of treats people off the court and everything else like that. But I think it's very evident for people that have seen him all throughout this season that he, he really does need to do some some media training and, and not try and think that everyone's out to get him. You know, people are there to ask legit questions to, you know, you know, like I said, they want to know the answers to these legit questions. So, anyway, anyway, I've spoken too much about Scott Morrison these last few weeks. <laughs> no, I pre- no. appreciate Don't... the answer as well. Yeah, thanks, Jackson. Really appreciate it, and thanks for taking the time to answer all those questions. I think um, NBL finals tomorrow. So let's get into some NBL talk, shall we, guys? Yes, far away. All right. So you talk about the great stories in in Australian basketball and Australian sport in general, and and what the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers have done in their first NBL season is just it's a, it's a Cinderella story. It's a fairy tale. Even my dad texted me and go, what's going on, man? How did Tasmania make the finals, right? So people who didn't pay attention so much in the mainstream media to basketball are doing that now, right? So, so talk to me, guys. I know you watched that, that Game 3 versus Melbourne, right? Maybe I'll throw over you, to you, Jackson, first. I mean, what were your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on this entire situation first is that this should have never happened, but it has. Like, there was rumblings before like i want to say 18 months ago that like even though tassie got the license to come in this season that they were going to push it back because of covid but they went through with it and look at how well they've done and then to that game three like i feel like melbourne lost it when when delhi had to do his dental work a week prior like yep that cost him huge when you look back at that yep for sure you had Delhi getting rested. You had Golding riding the bench half the time. Agata was the only one that was really trying to do something. And Tazzy just killed him. 
and that even though they lost game one, that pushed all that momentum towards Tassie. And then Tassie win game two in home with Jack McVeigh hitting some very, very deep threes. Yep. And then they go into Melbourne, march into Melbourne, and sh- I, w- I would say shock the world. Like, nobody would have saw it coming. Like, yes, Golding was out, but still, you can't deny Melbourne United. What a like, fun game that was. Uh, oh, thinking, yeah. Like, everyone was just on the edge of their seat watching that. And Josh Adams up. from <laughs> quarters Man. two through four. Damn. On fire. Put on a show, didn't he? Yeah. You mentioned Jack McVeigh was well before. I reckon he'd be one of the best NBL players at horse, I reckon, the way that guy sort of puts up these yes. one-legged shots and other stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take him on. And probably Adams would be equally as good, I'd say. So. Yeah, guys, and, and you look at that starting lineup, you know? You know, Fabian Krizlovich, all right, Matt Kenyon. They, they picked these guys up off the street, basically, and said, come start for an NBL team in a playoff game. Not really, but you, you get what I'm trying to say here, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, ba- basically, like, on the end of the bench at Cairns, Fabian Krizlovich was a few years ago. Matt Kenyon had a huge injury at Brisbane, hasn't been seen since. So, I mean, Scott Roth has done a great job with, with, with these guys. That, that goes, you know... That's, that's been said by everyone in, in the mainstream basketball media. But I want to talk a little bit about what Liam Santa Maria says about um, Josh Majet being his favorite player in the NBL, right? You know, these guys need to control the tempo of the game, slow it down, you know, bring that, those games in the 70s and 80s and, and, and grind out wins, right? And Josh Majet, you know, as, as, as you spoke about, Robbie, when you were talking about um, where, when he was wearing his jersey last week about how he's a veteran import at 32 coming into this league um, and he's been around the blocks. He knows what, what to do. I mean, he's that leader. He's that extension of, the, of Scott Roth on the floor and he's had a big role to play in the success of this team this year. Maybe he ain't putting up 20 and 10 or whatever or going for all the highlight plays, you know, and whatnot, like maybe Josh Adams might deliver, but he's that leader, right? Uh, well said, Woods. Well, totally agree. I mean, he's going to be a really important part of this NBL Finals, isn't he? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I think he's been a bit of a journeyman, you know, played spot minutes in the NBA G League, so he probably doesn't have that real, you know, final or grand final type experience per se, but obviously he's played in a lot of big games, and like you said, you know, 32-year-old veteran, he's been in all these sorts of scenarios, so no, he's a great player to be leading them, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and since Will Magne went, went out, my guy Mikhail McIntosh has played great, you know, given him a, a new lease on life. Um, and I think all these guys contributing, you know, role players, just it's, 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 a, it's a sum of all the parts makes this team really good because everyone is willing to take on a specific role and play to the best of their ability. You guys agree with that? Yes. Absolutely. Are um, you buttering just... us all up with Tazzy stuff now? You're going to crap on about the Kings? For yeah, half yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I, was just, I was just trying to, you know, set yeah. it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Just good. on um, the McIntosh. Yeah, right. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but um, in the Tasmania Jack Jumpers Facebook fan group or whatever you want to call it, um, his mother wrote a very, very good post about like the effects that the backlash of his, I want to say, two thirds, first two thirds of the season, had on him and had on his mother, and it's a really, really good read if you get the time because it goes into like how. Nobody wants their, you know, anybody that they're related to or, you know, mother, father, son, daughter, whoever, like, be affected like that. And um, it's a very, very good read. Like, it, you know, people were calling for his head, like, you know, I want to say for the entirety of the first half of the season. Like, they need a big man. They need a true centre. They don't need this small forward acting as a power forward. But it's worked out like he put JLA on roller skates in though in that um game two in that fourth quarter and he's just shone on this team in particular of late. Yeah, Jackson, I mean, it's funny you say that because when he had that breakout 16-point game, that first game, I went up on Twitter and I said all these good things to say about him because I was a big fan of his even before the season started in our season previews. And when we had Liam on the show, I was saying this guy, he's going to fly under the radar. He's going to be a good import. And I had a lot of great things to say about him. And his mom loved my tweet, requoted it, and then just wrote underneath it, like, thanks for supporting him for all those guys who had his back. So, you know, it makes sense now, right, in, that, yeah. that she would do something like that because she came to his defense straight away when I gave, had something good to say about him on Twitter and and you know we all got great mothers right so you know if, if mom doesn't st- stand up for you then who will right so yeah I hear that man right all right okay now we had all this tazzy good stuff and you know feel good story stuff all that crap let's talk about my kings a little bit right and uh you know 
as a as a lifelong Kings fan, I looked at this team at the start of the season, you know, and I said we winning the championship with this roster, right? You know, they swept a strong Illawarra Hawks team with you know relative ease. Uh, we got great performances across the board from everyone, but you know the MVP Jalen Adams, man, you know you know how Ice Cube just says uh, messed around and got a triple double, almost like the guy just you know went onto the court and just screwed around for a bit and you know ha- had a triple double. Well, Jalen Adams had fifty nine points in two games. You know, almost in his sleep, you know, just chilling, doing his thing. Um, and, you know, he's as good as, I mean, we talked about Williams, right? Who did we speak to, 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 about? Uh, to, uh, to Brad Rosen. To, to Brad Rosen. Yeah, Chris about Williams, P- yeah. Chris Williams potentially being the, the greatest import. We've had the greatest one and, one, one and done import along with the likes of Doug Overton, etc. We had a few names James out there. James Ennis, I forget him. James yeah. Ennis will throw him into the, in, yeah, you know. Totally agree there, but I mean, you know, Jalen Adams has to be right up there, and I think that uh, you know it's very hard to see the Kings losing this series, right? So t- talk to me, Robbie. You know, no, I think it's a fair call, Woods, and it was interesting. We sort of did a few preview shows early on, um, and, and we were both quite high on Sydney, and we we didn't get a lot of support for that, did we? We had a few people that I think maybe just thought we, because we lived in Sydney, we were sort of a little bit you know, focus on sort of things. So I think we sort of saw that. Um, I think you're right, though. It is an amazing roster they've got there, Woods. Um, look, I'll try and say with a straight face that they have used the salary cap to full effect. Um, <laughs> you know, they've got three imports that have had solid NBA stints, not just a, a guys that have played a few games. I mean, they've got some solid guys there. They've got the two two makers, Wani. They've got some real Aussie sort of talent there. So, but yeah, they, they were really impressive against the Hawks, weren't they? Um, the thing that for me is they're such a high-scoring team. I think you mentioned earlier in the show, Woods about sort of trying to keep, you know, for Tasmania to keep these finals games low scoring. Yeah. I think Tassie will need to score themselves maybe 85 to 90 a game to even get close to the Kings. I mean, you see the Kings, they can put up close to 100 points very easily there. So, yeah, Tassie are really going to have to sort of bring the scoring output as well and, and get those sort of points there. But, yeah, no, full credit to, for the Kings for making it. It's been a, a really good season for them. JC? Yeah. Sorry, Jackson? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not Joseph. But yeah, um, my bad. But, yeah. So when you come into when you came into the start of the season, people were having Southeast Melbourne and Illawarra as the top two. Then you'd have Perth as like because it's Perth. Then you'd have like I want to say Melbourne and then Sydney in, mm. in those other two spots. And Sydney has just outshone everybody in the past. You know, last half of the season because of that amazing thirteen game win streak and. Like, the connection that they've got since they've um, added in Ian Clark after um, RJ Hunter went down. So, he's been incredible for him off the bench. And um, Wani, you know, he signed as a you know injury replacement player, not guaranteed to play any minutes this season, and he's played every single game. Yeah. And he's started at least three quarters of them. Hey, Jackson, do you reckon we can get Sunday Detch or Wani back maybe to replace Kevin White or someone like that on the Wildcats? Well, get one of them to go home, maybe? Sun, sun, Sunday just signed a three-year deal in um, Adelaide. Yeah. And who knows with Wani, I think he may want to stay after the season he's had. But, like, Guy was riding the bench under Gleeson, only getting garbage time. And now he's he's starting. He's playing 30, like, high 20 minutes a game. And even though he's not putting the ball in the hoop, he's still having a very, very impactful role. And he may be, like, the most important player for, for Sydney when it comes oh, just yeah. straight down to, you know, stopping Adams or stopping Majette, whoever. Chase, Chase Buford's got to take a bit of credit, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, said, Jackson, you know, he was riding the bench for Gleeson there sort of thing. I mean, obviously, you've commented before. Woods, I think you might have asked the two of them a question. I did. I did. I did. you can see how much love that the Buford has for Wani there. So, no, full credit to him for getting the best out of his player. Yeah, yeah guys like Xavier Cooks and, and Wani Swakalabulak have really taken it to the next level under, under his uh, tutelage, right? So, I mean... There, there, there were a lot of people doubting him at the start of the season, but I think he's really proven that you know he's he's a he's a player's coach, as, as we've said before, right? Yeah. So, mm. really happy for my Kings, and it's been it's been a while since we've had a championship here. You know, you've got to go back 15, 16 years now. So, I mean, the arena is going to be pumping tomorrow. It's Thursday, the fifth of May. So, just while we're recording this, and you know, we'll be out of the game tomorrow, and uh, huge, huge crowd expected, and really excited to get out there and and support my team. Yeah. Give it to you, Perth fans, for once. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. 
All right. Well, thanks, J-Mac. Thanks. Thanks, Robbie. Um, so I must say that, you know, work's been really difficult and hard for me lately. So during the daytime, I haven't been able to catch as many NBA games uh, as I would have liked in, the, in this most recent uh, round. Right. Uh, I did watch the first round um, with close intent. So um, maybe I'll throw over to you, Robbie, and, and, and tell us a little bit about what you've seen in the NBA playoffs. Hey, Woods, I just want to rewind back one uh, one little bit there just for our predictions for the final. I think we might have all stayed oh, yes. last night. Oh, my bad. 3-1 for the Kings. Just seeing if anyone's yes. going to change it. I'm sticking with 3-1. 3-1, 3-1. 3-2. Ooh. Ooh, you know. changed over night, Jackson. All right, my uh, bad, yeah. I just think Good. Tazzy, they may be too strong at home, but I think they can't beat Sydney on the road. Like, oh, Sydney have you too know, much firepower. I'm going to change it. 3 0. Sydney's doing the sweep. All right. Sydney's so three, doing the sweep. 3 0, a 3 1, and a 3 2. All right. Yep. I'll watch out with interest. All right. Sorry to cut you off, Woods. You're asking me. No, no, no. Go on. Okay. So, I was asking about the NBA and, and what mm. you've seen over the last week, man. Yeah, well, I think it's been a pretty interesting round two so far. It feels like we haven't had a lot of close games. Like, you know, I was um, I was working all day today, pretty busy day, so I sort of was barely following the scores, but saw the final scores and like, you know what, I don't even know if I'm going to bother watching one of those games tonight. They just they haven't been the most exciting games. Um, the series I'm probably finding most interesting so far in round two is uh, the Bucks and Celtics series. Um, very impressed by the Bucks in game one, obviously, you know, getting that big win um, in Boston there. And, and game two, obviously, the Celtics came out and, and looked like the team that we sort of expected them to look there. So that's potentially the series I think may go the longest there. Um, probably the, as I, the more I watch Milwaukee in the playoffs, actually, and, and Golden State, um, can't help but think I'd, I wouldn't, you know, I'd love to see those two teams in the finals. Um, That'd be pretty exciting. I don't think I want to see the old Phoenix-Milwaukee replay. So if I could sort of choose and who I think would make a really good finals there, it'd be the Bucks versus um, Warriors. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I just think that since the Time Lord is back and playing, you know, that the Boston Celtics might just take out that series without your man Chris Middleton being there. Yep, I and I might see a Golden State-Boston finals. I mean, that's just something that I'm, I'm thinking. But, you know, that's what we're here for, to, you know, have dif- differing opinions sometimes, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, J-Mac, what do you see? Don't sleep on Memphis. Oh, really? Like, Jaron Morand is outscoring Steph Curry and Clay Thompson combined after the first two games. Right. He's unstoppable. The guy had 47, 8, and 8, I believe, yesterday. Wow. Yep. I saw that. But yeah. He puts up big numbers. He puts the team on his back, like, yes and no. But you, you can debate about that. But he's just a stud. He is a leader. He is a star player. Yeah. And people. And I think New Orleans may be regretting taking Zion over him. Hey, he can hit the three now as well, can't yes. he? He hit five threes the other day. That was always a knock on him. Everyone knew how explosive he was. But how good is he on the left hand as well? I know he missed that potential winning shot in game one, but very impressive on the left there. But no, good call. Jason, yeah. Sure. I just think that if Golden State can't shut him down, you, you might as well say Memphis are going to win. I don't know in how many games, but they're the two seed for a reason. And... You know, like it's just going to be really, really tough for either team to get out of the series unscathed. So, Jackson, are you saying that that all-star starter for Golden State, none other than Andrew Wiggins, isn't going to step up and just, like, kill it this series? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I'm trying oh to He keeps oh, going on about it, man, oh, Robbie. Ridiculous, <laughs> That's, that just shows you that fans shouldn't vote. That's what a load of crap, honestly. Just He's... like that and um, the Kai Soto NBL fans mm. MVP. Oh, my God. Don't start me on that, man. Did anyone in Australia vote for him? I was just <laughs> from the Philippines, I think. Well, one person did, I believe. But... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my but, new boss is from the Philippines and I was having a go with him. I'm like, mate, come on man, they gotta get people from the Philippines to stop voting for Kai Soto, right? Um yeah, I mean it's not really fair, right? But I mean by the same token, there's there's you know, Chinese players in the league and whatnot. at least they got behind their, their local product, right? Yeah, but yeah. it should be renamed maybe the most popular player or something like that, not the fans MVP. Or right? just mm-hmm. replace it entirely with dunk of the year. I yeah. just think yeah, you the said AFL can have Mark of the Year. Mm. Like, why don't you have Dunk of the Year? Because we've seen the Creek Dunk. We've seen Cleveland go upstairs. We've seen McCall go upstairs. We've seen Pinder a few times. Pinder a few times. more than, I want to say, 10 times. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, it's just been explosive this year, and why they did not have an award for that, I have no clue. But that's just me. So just bringing it back to the NBA a little bit, guys. You know, um, we saw the incident between Dylan Brooks and and and, and Peyton, right? 
Give us your thoughts on that and how has, that played has out. Has there been a suspension yet? I know, obviously, I heard Payton's out for three weeks and look looked pretty bad. But, yeah, has there been any suspension handed down for, for Brooks yet? Let's have a look. Because I heard sort of some people saying, look, it'll definitely be one game. Yeah, he's um, been suspended. Yep. Potentially two. I wouldn't be disappointed to see two. I mean, he's shown a little bit of form in the past with this Dylan Brooks as well. Uh, but, you know, that was a... No, nah, the suspension hasn't come through yet. It, it's, okay. Yeah. So that yes, shows you, obviously, they're deliberating that a little bit more than normal, aren't they? Sort of getting... Because they usually would have made a decision by now, I think. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And I, I did get to watch the last quarter of that Suns-Dallas game today. And it's 2-0. Suns ahead of Dallas. Um, you know... Devin Booker back fit alongside Chris Paul and old man Bismack Biombo playing some some minutes off the bench today. So good to see the veteran go out there. Well, and, sorry for the Mavs. They need someone yeah. else to step up. Like Brunson's been awful this yeah. season so far. And, you know, Dimwitty hasn't done been much better. So I think Dallas just is lacking that one other star. If they could sure. somehow get one in the offseason, I don't know what trade chips they've got, but yeah. they could definitely. I mean, you just put one other good player with a talent like Luca and they could do something. But definitely. They just look overmatched mm. in this series, don't they? Definitely, yeah. Mm. All right, well, thanks, boys. Really appreciate that. Let's just, just see how it plays out over the coming week. Exciting times ahead in the NBL and the NBA, right? And it's NBL yes. only tomorrow, isn't it? There's no NBA playoff game, so it's only the big game one in the NBL tomorrow. So Very excited. the of the country will be watching that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so it's that time. Well, hey, Jackson, are you ready for this? Oh, boy. Let, let's see if my age really shows itself. <laughs> okay, I said that you're well beyond your years, Jackson, right? And I know, we, but you may have just hyped it up a bit too much. We were talking about that uh, gotcha, J- right. Jason Terry, Mike Bibby college team, and he seemed like he knew what was up, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've got the Upper Deck 91-92 edition. All well, right. You know, I want that hologram card this week. Get a hologram right. card. Hologram insert. Yep, and I've got about 15 mixed packs arriving in the post pretty soon. Stu, I'm going to send yeah, a mix of various different packs across the 90s. Stu, I'm going to send you a couple of packs to WA. Don't worry, man. I told like you it. I would. Like yeah. All right. Oh, we want a big pack here today. Big pack, big pack. And obviously, if it's an easy one, I think that uh, the Jackson the can get it. the coming through the microphone, too. We've said yeah. that before. In case people think this is like a, an open pack, it's definitely not. Nice right. and crisp, that sounds as well. This is not scripted. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not scripted. So let's leave this one for Jackson, okay? Phoenix Suns player, West yep. All-Star, okay? Point guard, a terrific point guard. Later moved into politics, okay? Um, played alongside Dan Marley, Charles Barkley, Danny Ainge, Oliver Miller, if I'm not mistaken, Robbie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm speaking of who? The mayor of Sacramento? Exactly right. The mayor oh. of Sacramento. Oh, his name is escaping me, but his, I can his see the face. nicknames and, and initials, if that gives you a clue. Uh, um, nah. Number seven. My, his name's escaping me. West uh, Olsa. Kevin Johnson. Kevin yeah. Johnson. Those all-star cards here. Yeah, he was quality. Who, can, who can't forget that dunk he did over at Kimolojo? And I think that was a playoff game too, down the baseline. Great play there. Oh hell yeah, man! Drafted by the Cabs, wasn't he, Cody? Yeah. yeah. You, you, YouTube it. YouTube it, Jackson. Yep. All right. Okay. Come on, <laughs> Jackson. You got to get this one. Okay. We just mentioned his name as one of the greatest one-year wonders in NBL history. Okay. Oh, no. Played for the Illawarra Hawks. Okay, alongside Melvin Thomas, Chuck Harmison, um, I think Andre Lafleur might have been on that team. He might have been at the Rollers by that time. But okay. even Terry was Terry Johnson maybe on that team. I don't know. TJ, TJ, yeah, yeah, future guest on our show. Okay, yeah. um, this is he, he played uh, with uh, Andrew Gaze at Washington. But this is his Pistons card. We're speaking of none other than NBA draft pick. Oh boy, great! <laughs> I'll help you out, mate. None other than yeah. Doug Overton. Oh. Doug Overton. Wow, cool card that one. And how cool is it the NBA NBL alumni we're pulling in these NBA? Uh, we got ACL last week. Yep. Um, and who else did we get recently? Um, Evers. Evers. Uh, Burns. Evers Burns. We got right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this one. I don't know if if this is yeah. something you'll know, Jackson, Look. but. Get good steals for fun, man. This is an East All-Stars, Milwaukee Bucks. Alvin Robertson. Alvin Robertson. Uh, Robbie just gets a, everything. Got a Jackson. triple-double with steals once, I believe. Didn't yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Ten, ten or more steals. Okay. Boston Celtics. Um, his name is, you know, 
playing blackjack at the casino, man. You know, at, 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 at the table. What are you doing, man? What do I always do? Hey, Jackson, what was I doing the other day and sending you my multis on? What was I doing? Oh, gambling. Uh, Kevin Gamble. Kevin Gamble. It always worries me when they can't get a card of him actually playing in the game. There, so that's a bit random, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding the bench. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know this guy. Big, big bruising player for the Phoenix Suns in the 90s. Six foot ten. Um, you've mentioned his name on the show before, Robbie. Uh, played on those teams as well alongside um, Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley. Early 90s. Not Hoplite Williams. No, no. Richard Dumas, Mark no. West. Mark West, baby. Yeah. That's the big man. Yep. Yeah. We've had a few of his cards in different packs, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. Okay, you know I love this guy, man. You know, because he was on that Clippers team with none other than Danny Manning, right? Mm, okay. Great, then great. he moved to the Knicks, all right? We, we know about the famous incident ah, with the Knicks. A few fakes, a couple of block shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I talking about? Boring surname. Yep. yep. Yeah, Charles Smith. Charles Smith. Nice. What a legend. Do you have a jersey of his? No. No. Okay. Got a few Josh Smiths, though, you might have heard. Yeah. How many do you have? 20-something. So he's got 20-something Josh something Josh Smith jerseys, nine Jason Terry jerseys, Jackson. Right? Oh, my gosh. Right. All right. This guy, I'm pretty sure he became a GM later um, of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Charlotte Bobcats, his son potentially played for the Charlotte Bobcats as well. Rod Higgins. Oh, yeah. Am I wrong in saying that? Higgins. He, um, what college was he? Is he North Carolina? Fresno State. Fresno, okay. But he's mates with Jordan, isn't he? Rod yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that he did like have a front office role, if not the GM mm-hmm. Yep. Role at the Charlotte Bobcats role. Hey, Stu, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Stu will. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, come on, man. You, you had his jersey on the show a few weeks ago. Okay? The Rifleman. The Rifleman, Chuck Person. Nice. So, so for Jackson, who doesn't know much about Chuck Person, Rob, let Jackson know about this man. Like, before... There was a, the, the, the marksman that we have in today's game. Who was the original marksman, Absolutely. right? So, he was definitely one of them. One of those real irrational confidence guys. He just you know, never saw a shot that he didn't like, had range for days sort of thing. And he was a little bit ahead of his time too because he was a bigger sort of guy that could shoot that as well. But yeah, great player. Okay, I've, I've given you this one before and you've got it wrong. And I, I, he's one of my favorites. Um, had problems with cocaine. Got, got the big goggles. Died not too long ago, right? Played for the Lakers. Played for the Denver Nuggets. All right, played for the Chicago Bulls. Okay, big goggles. So not Bedford, right? Um, no, come on, man. Big goggles, kind of looks a bit like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or, or, you know, like bruising. He was on that Bulls team that Michael Jordan talks about in um, The Last Dance about the, 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 the traveling cocaine club or whatever. You know, he was put into, the, into, the, into rehab and stuff. Okay, his first name is the city of an NBA team. Who am I speaking of? Come on, Robbie. I've stumped you on this same guy yeah, before. I've gone blank with him as well. Uh, All right. Um, what number? Jersey number. Zero. Oh, Lando Woolridge. Orlando Woolridge. Oh, classic Nuggets jersey as well. Yeah. Right? Love that, man. Yeah. We've, we've I want them got... to bring that back. That, yeah. That jersey is Good. just... I remember him more as a power forward than a big guy, though. When you say big guy, I'm thinking some 7-1 center or something. But I remember Orlando Yeah, Bush. yeah, but I talked to you about the glasses. But what is he, 6'8"? 6'10". 6'10". All right. Yeah, in all between, right. In between, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, okay, we've got this guy's card before. He was sick and tired of his name, so he changed the spelling of it, all right? Oh, larger one. No, no, no. Oh. Catholic name. Okay, he changed it to an E-N from an O-N. Okay, number 33, Philadelphia 76ers. Stu, yeah? Uh, Hersey Hawkins, no? Armin Gilliam. Uh, Ar- Armand. Yeah. yeah, this is when he was Armand. He changed it to Armen later in his so he life. He wanted to go from a French bloke to an American. <laughs> What's, what have they got? His waiter, waiter's on the back of that woods. He's a pretty big unit. 2369. 230, okay. Yeah. Might have been more than that. All right. Nets forward. I don't even know this guy. Six foot eight. 12 points a game in the 89-90 season. Then, then 7.6 points playing the forward position. 
drafted by Philly, 1985. Uh, uh, what number? Number 30. 30, not Roy Hinson. Derek Gervin. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had him the other day, too. Did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Maybe the week at, oh, I forget who was on, but we had a guest that week and we had him. That's a random one. So he disappeared out of the league for someone that got 12, yeah. average 12 in a season, mm-hmm. right? And this is one I've never heard of. Orlando Magic's average 11.2 points a game in 89-90-90-91. Number 11, 6 foot 2 point guard from Michigan State. Michigan State, 6'2". Drafted in 84, I think. Sam Vincent. Oh, of course. He was the one in that um, famous NBA card where Jordan's wearing that strange number. Right. So there's actually, uh, like, they had to make a, a, a new card, obviously, because it was a Sam Vincent one with Jordan wearing, I think, 12, I think it might have been. It was when someone stole his jersey, basically, before the game. So they actually issued a separate card of Sam Vincent, and that one of those cards is worth more than the others. But, yeah. <laughs> only, still, only, still no hologram. Yeah. Only you would know that, Robbie. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a really fun show, guys. You had fun? Absolutely. Yes. And, and how's, how's it been, Jackson, being on, on Throwback Hoops for the first time? I've really enjoyed it, besides my lack of 90s knowledge, because I wasn't born. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the chat. I've had really good fun with this, so thanks for having me on. Didn't you say you were going to yell at him, Woody, at one stage in the, in the show tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was, man. You you didn't like, you were going to yell at him, yeah. and ask him if he knows anything about basketball. Or yeah, like I was, yeah. but Robbie... <laughs> <laughs> Robbie made enough wisecracks throughout the, the episode, man. So you oh, kept my gosh. attention, man. That's what Gi- I'm here for. Giving me shit about this and that. So, you know, you took my attention. Like, look, come on, man. I'm, I'm not going to rag on the youngster. We like bigger brothers to Jackson, right? You know, we're going to look after the little homie, right? So, no, nah, none, none of that. None of that. Okay. So, Rob, why, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about, you know, where we can be found and all that jazz, right? Yeah, of course, guys. So, reach out to us on Twitter. Um, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, we've been pretty active on Twitter lately, haven't we? We're sort of putting more stuff out, um, lots of content. Yep. Um, on Instagram, we're at uh, throwback.hoops. Uh, of course, the email address there is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to send in any questions, jersey requests, anything you want there. Questions about Woody's internet, anything you want. So, yeah. My internet's been great today, man. What are you talking that's about? Cool. Well, you got your wife off Netflix on the Wi Fi. So that's good. Yeah, and I've got the Ethernet <laughs> cable plugged in today. Oh, you right? got it plugged in, have you? Yeah, nice. yeah, Ra- nice. Rachel, yeah. Rachel's got off the TikTok today. Okay. No All right. Um, yeah, Patreon as well. We've really had a, a few few more subscribers on Patreon, so we thank you for that. Appreciate it. Jump on Patreon. Look for Throwback Hoops. Um, and if you want to pledge your support, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, we'll hook you up with a mug or a T-shirt or something like that. Right, Ravi? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, okay. All right, J-Mac, give yourself a plug, homie. Yeah, so you can find me on the MBL News podcast. It's on the MBL News socials. They're pretty prominent. They're pretty easy to find. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at jmacdonald91, and you can um, go to my website, Sporting Round, and check me out there. And I think that's pretty much it. So awesome. th- I thank you for having me on, guys. I've really enjoyed my time. It's been great having you, Jackson. Awesome. And as I said, um, wish you nothing but the best. Both Robbie and I are here for you if you need a... Uh, you know, anyone to talk to or any advice, we'll do our best to sort of, uh, as, as bigger brothers, as, as I mentioned earlier, to, to, you know, give you some of that, that, uh, that wisdom, whatever we can pass on, right? Um, and, Robbie, any final thoughts, bro? Just um, for you there, Woods, behave yourself, mate. It's a Friday night. It's game one. I know you're going to be having a big night tomorrow night. Don't but, get um, thrown out. Exactly. That is not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, enjoy it. Right? Both things aren't going to happen. Okay, I'm not going to behave myself, one. And two, I'm not going to get thrown out. But yeah, true. going to have fun. Have a good time anyway. And thanks, everyone, you know, for tuning in. We're going to do it all again next week, aren't we? Peace out. Can't wait. Much love.